Hello, and welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we will talk about the Monday show with Jen Glantz and the Thursday show live from PodFest. Woohoo! But first, I would like to introduce fellow best friends. Welcome, Ray Morgan. Hello, Lisa. Thank you for having me once again. Of course, anytime. And welcome, Demian. Hello. Good to be here again. <laughs> He's only fiddling with minor amount of things. <laughs> I'm not fiddling with anything. Okay, good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I feel like I never ask. We just go straight into like the heart, <laughs> the meat of the matter. I never really ask how you guys are doing. Yeah, it's like, how was the Monday show? <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> I couldn't think of two better people to be on the show with me today with the airing of the live from PodFest show since you two were also there. So I think that's kind of awesome. But even before all of that, baby mm-hmm. Elliot Oliver Quance was born, everybody. I'm so excited. Woo-hoo! It was exciting. Very, uh, oh, my God. What a sweet, cute little boy. Seriously. He is so adorable. Uh, objectively, that's a cute newborn. I mean, a beautiful newborn. Yes. You, you, they, you, they usually come out squishy, but they're kind of cute still. But this one came out great. Uh, that's me made me think maybe she had a c-section but maybe not i don't know i I mean she has gone home already i think she hasn't because i think you stay longer but yeah i I feel like we're all chomping at the bit to hear all the details and i can't wait to hear next thursday show i just can't believe she was so silent on twitter throughout the whole thing because she's not silent on twitter (laughs) well i think that just shows that there was probably a bit something yeah you know probably happened you know well there, there was um, poop involved too <laughs> <laughs> there usually is yeah he, there was poop inv- involved on actually i guess it was just on his end not hers but right right she, i mean he's adorable and he just looks so aware and he looks he, it's it's he just i don't know if this is weird and like biased you know like you're saying but he just looks smart he just looks like a like an adorable smart he, like, he already looks like he knows what's going on. Do you get that, too, or yeah. am I reading Well, I, I was watching that video she put up where he's, you know, she she taped him for, like, what, about 30 seconds, the, yeah. the one on Instagram, and he does seem pretty alert, you know, and I agree with Ray, when kids come out the first couple of weeks, you're kind of like, uh, you know. Aliens. Um, well, they've been, they've been pushed through the Play-Doh fun <laughs> factory of life, you know, just kind of extruded <laughs> out of that pelvis and kind of. You get a little misshapen, I think. But yeah, he's very cute with with the very interesting hair and. Um... Yes, <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> oh, that with that long a hair ever. Me Even neither. Just in the back, just the mud flap. That mullet is awesome, but I hope he doesn't like rebel and become like you know a a, a right wing redneck <laughs> <laughs> guy with the with the mullet driving an El Camino. <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs> Joe Dirt, right. It looked more, especially the way she styled it to a point, it looked like a reverse devil's lock, like misfit. So that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, he's going to be a little rebel, but nah. that's cool. Well, you know what it reminded me of? Um, because I'm in the Bay Area, there's a lot of uh, Filipino people, which I, my wife is Filipino. But there was a time in the 80s when oh yeah uh, filipinos had that it wasn't the same as like a redneck mudlet but they we used to have the long in the back you know and mm-hmm. that's what it kind of reminded me of it's like oh i'm back in high school now and uh, yeah i think uh, when i when i was <laughs> back in the 80s when i lived in texas it was all about the rat tail yeah yeah you know and i was kind of looking at him like thinking well who does he look more like and the, he's got a mixture of both pretty much i mean the, he's got the allison eyes and probably the nose and mouth too, but 
if you got like the expressions of Daniel. So, so I didn't see either of them. I thought, who? Where did this baby come from? I can't. I, I don't know. I, I didn't, see I didn't think it was. I can't tell. It's too early. I think, but yeah, not, they, they, <laughs> they have to like fill out a bit to see mm-hmm. what they're really going to look like, right? And I really mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a redhead. I really didn't. I know brown hair usually takes you know control of the genes, but. He doesn't look anything like I thought he was going to be a little fair-haired, light-eyed boy, which he still might be. My daughter was born with really dark hair and dark eyes, and then she became light-haired and light-eyed, so who knows, but... Right, right. You can't tell by now, but I thought thought most babies had blue eyes when they were born, no? I guess that's wrong. What is Daniel's nationality? I'm not... I don't think I know. I would just assume Irish because Daniel and Redhead, but... And I would think Northern European, but I don't know. I wonder what Quance is. True. Yeah, I have no idea. Interesting. Zero idea. I guess I could look it up, but, you know, (sighs) Elliot Oliver, I think if... I I think she threw out the name Elliot before. Oh, I think she did, and I said, oh, he's going to be a mathlete. (laughs) I just remember... (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds like one of those kind of real smart kid. As soon as they said Elliot Oliver and I saw him, it just clicked. It was like it it described him perfectly. It's so cute. He's his own persona. Like that just matched him so perfectly. And I think it just was so perfect (laughs) that he was named that. I think it's just darling. I mean, Oliver is a middle name. Totally cute. Yeah, I think it flows. It's good. And I love that she's posting videos. And And how many people have... Have EOQ as their initials. Exactly. Oh. Totally different. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I also well, noticed yuck. that Wendy seems pretty comfortable around the, the baby already. So. Oh, yeah. I, Wendy's so mellow. I think everything's fine. You know, people went nuts. Yeah. But. Are you, are you well. mean they don't have to put the dog down now that the baby's here? <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Ridiculous. It's funny. I took a picture the other night of my daughter sleeping and she had both dogs and a cat on the bed. I thought maybe I should send this picture to Allison. This is real reality of. I, I, I don't want to come too, down too hard on the guy who sent her that that tweet because obviously he had some kind of traumatic thing go on in, with his pets, which I know stinks. But yeah, I mean, I think 99 percent. I mean, come on. How many people have kids and a dog? Or kids in an animal. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And nothing I, happens. Exactly. I think it's just that slim chance that something could happen. He was projecting. Like, a lot of people seem to maybe have right. issues that turn into something else online instead of just keeping it to yourself. Yeah, in fact, my, my, my parents got me a dog shortly after I was born. <laughs> you know? It, Aww. Oh, that's right. You're an only child. They're like, here you go. <laughs> Here's your brother. Yeah. My, my, uh, my brother, the uh, Labrador. <laughs> They're good buds. Shall we talk about the Monday show? Uh, okay. Jen, okay. Uh, I'm sure all of these topics from Monday are going to be something you guys are just going to be dying to talk about. You know, surprisingly, I, uh... <laughs> I enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> okay, good. It was a really good show. It's just the topics yeah. may not be, but you guys, I mean, both are married, so you've been on the other side of maybe what I've seen and the other side of what Jen has seen and Allison. So I, uh, I have I have some strong opinions. Okay, about good. This. I like strong opinions. <laughs> I do too. I, and I think and I lo- actually really, really liked Jen. I love, I don't know why I said actually, as if that's so unbelievable. She was a great guest and she's the author, professional bridesmaid, and the book is Always a Bridesmaid for Hire, which for me, like her story, I'm always jealous of people that know what they want to do when they're really young. Obviously, I don't think she was going to be the eternal bridesmaid when she was six years old, but she had that she wanted to write. She wanted to be an author. She was driven 
to do that, which I think is pretty amazing to have that and to have parents that will support you and encourage her. Yes. And encourage you to, to to be that, which I, that's exactly what I'm trying to, every time I hear someone that says, my parents are so great. They did this. And I think, okay, that's what I'm doing. I'm hoping that this is positive. You know, you never know which direction you're going to go. Obviously I'm not going to be a total Hitler and be like, you need to be a doctor. You need to be a football player. It's like, no, just think the week before the guest, John Anderson's dad was like, you want to be what? You know what I mean? Right. John Henson. Not that his dad, Oh, Henson? Oh, right, John, right, right. You know what? John Anderson was the other guy on Wipeout. Um, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. John <laughs> Henson, yeah, you're right. He had, right. The, he had teachers that weren't supporting him. He had his parents or his dad that was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, yeah, his dad was giving him the reality check. Like, I've seen the world and you're never going to blah, 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 right? I mean, and it's not, I don't know that his dad was being a jerk. His dad was just like, you know, I mean, Everyone's different, and I don't know what to say except that maybe he, his dad just felt like my son's going to waste his life, and that's awful, you know. I mean, well, yeah, but they both <laughs> had in common is they were trying to prove people wrong. Now right. John Henson was like, "I'm going to prove you wrong, Dad, and make it," and he did. And Jen was like, "I'm going to prove this teacher wrong," and she did. Right, which right. is such a strong will because a lot of times, especially when you're a kid. The people that are adults, you think they know more than you because you're a kid. So for so an adult to come and say, you know, you're basically not going to do anything that you wanted to do. Right. And to not encourage and, you, not lift Well, just to fly it out, you don't know how to write. I mean, it's just like, well. I just don't understand that kind of. We talked a little bit on the Best Friends fan cast page about bad teachers. Right. I started the thread. Yes, yep. you did. Thank you. And I knew it was one of you. I thought, which one? Okay, yeah. And, and I was thinking, every one of us has that, almost, it seems like, has that bad teacher experience where they could have easily stopped us from doing something that we wanted to do. Or maybe they did, because there are a lot of people that have different, you know, we have different minds and react to different things. I know I was told a lot of things that I believed for a very long time when, when I thought, well, I can really do anything I want, but a lot of times it's too late <laughs> by the time you realize it. And for her to have that fire in her to just say, fuck that person, I'm going to go for it. And I think a, lo- a lot of it has to do with her parents, too, because her parents being a good foundation and telling her you can do this really help but then see john henson his dad was just like yeah you're never gonna be anything or you're not gonna make it to where i'm at or wherever i whatever i've seen and had you're not gonna have those things i, I just don't understand holding your child down and just why you not just support got, them no matter well, what. exactly yeah look I, it doesn't matter who you are you could be whomever and plans sometimes go astray and sometimes they work and sometimes you have 10 failures before you have a success and you know, there's no reason to ever discourage anyone. I don't. Even if it didn't work, even if John Henson never got to be on TV, you know, I mean, who knows what he could have done or didn't do. I mean, there's no timetable. I and mean, people always, I, I, you know, I have adult children, and so sometimes this comes up. There's no race. You know, like 25, you need to be in right. your career. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if you're 30 or 20 or whatever. Just live i'm going through this a little bit with my son right now because he's had a couple of teachers nothing like what i experienced because what i experienced is probably illegal (laughs) there would have been issues with a lot of our teacher experiences that we all shared but my son's part of this thing that's not even really at school it's like an extra thing so he wanted to be part of it but the lady that's running it is ruining it for him but he still keeps going he still keeps doing it but he's miserable every single time and it's just 
it's a leadership position. He got chosen to do it because he gets good grades and he showed good leadership skills. So he was chosen for it. But then she is constantly singling him out for things where he's losing that kind of want or desire to, to even do it. So it's just, right. I have a hard time being a parent as far as do I just let him, okay, well, there are people like that in the world, so you're going to have to learn how to deal with them. Or do I, at what point do I step in and say, hey, you're, you have the perfect chance to be a good role model here to let him, make him grow. You don't have to single him out and just, you know, make him your project, but to single him out in a negative way is really ki- burning, killing his spirit. Does that make, make any sense? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where, at what point I, do I step I, I, in? <laughs> Well, uh, you, you step in when on the degree of how it affects your child. If, if is your son re- really upset about this, or is he uh, tolerating it? He's tolerating it, but he's getting to the point where he just doesn't want to go anymore to a lot of the things. And I feel like it's really important for him to do it, but she's ruining it. And the last time that he did it, I think she went a little far because she kind of brought me into it and t- told him some lies about me that were just kind of not lies, but they were. They were kind of like twisted truth. Hmm. Where I thought, hmm. okay. Well, I think how your son's like he's 10, 11, 11 somewhere. He's 11, there, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that's still an age where you definitely intervene, you know. And the older they get, that that becomes like a sliding scale, right? But no, that's, I would just, that's true. I feel like I a, would, a, nice, a nicely worded email just to know that she's on our radar, just to let her know, like I don't want him to not go because she's making him uncomfortable. But I also don't want to baby him, so I feel like I'm just kind of writing that line, you know. Right. Well, I don't know if I would do an email. Emails can get ignored, and it's the thing about like text and emails and stuff is sometimes you can't detect the tone. True. Um, and so I would talk person to person, but I would do it in a way that when I was talking to the teacher, I would assume that this is going to be a friendly conversation. Mm. That would be the way I approach it. Like I wouldn't come in there with a preconceived argument. That, that's a very good point. And I would say, hey, just I just want to bring something up because my son. Uh, this program means a lot to him, but some of the things that have happened have kind of turned him off. And I just want to, you know, maybe there's something we can do that, you know, will pick him back up. Ooh, you know, that's like good. Like it's a, like you're asking. Uh, look, I read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People, and this is kind of the analogy. It's like if you wanted someone to help you clean out your garage, and you just ask them, "Hey, will you help me clean out the garage?" Most people are gonna be like, "No, why do I want to clean out your garage?" But if you ask someone hey, I need help redesigning my garage and I want your opinion, <laughs> they get emotionally involved, right? Because uh-huh, their creative aspect uh-huh. is in it. So if you come up to her and <laughs> say, hey, I have this issue with my son and I need your help, then she's emotionally involved in helping fix your son as opposed to my son needs you to do this. Now she's not emotionally involved. She's having to respond to your, right. you or know. Or de- defend herself. Exactly. So now you're approaching it as, hey, I need your help with my son, and so she's going to be like, wow, this person really values my opinion when you may not. And then, of course, if things don't change, then you kind of have to maybe Strong step her. it up. Follow right. her but, into the parking I, lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, no, but the first good. way is, is, is I would try the, hey, you know, my son loves this, but there's just one thing I need your help with and, and see where that goes. That's very, um, and then, very and then still tell your son, you know, hey, guess what? Life is full of people who are... A pain in the neck, and you know, part of life is learning how to deal with these people. I'm here to help you, but this is how I think you should deal with this person, and and don't ever let people ruin your 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 fun or your joy. You know, 
Right. Don't stop uh, yeah, doing what you like I had to a do. similar thing with, with my daughter. The the sense that my daughter had that I had her back was was valuable, even if well, not much changed, maybe a little, but just stepping up for your kids can be a good thing, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Just to give them that support that they they, they feel like they're they're taking on by themselves. I I totally agree. Both of you guys gave me great advice. I think I know that I didn't have that growing up. Every time something happened to me, it was just like, well, I just had to figure it out, and it took me a long time to figure a lot of things out because I didn't have that anybody speaking yeah, up for me or anything. So same here. Yeah, and you don't right. Yeah, you learn how to do it eventually, but it's nice to have someone having your back, no matter in anything in life. So I don't know how this turned into the Lisa advice hour, but I super appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. You guys are just digressing <laughs> from the bridesmaid issue. I knew it. No. 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 Okay, let's talk about no. no. <laughs> First of all, I, I wrote down a question. Have either of you been a bridesmaid? Okay. I've been a bridesmaid a couple of times, and... For me, I was never the maid of honor, so I didn't have to do all the stuff, but I always looked at it as, what do they need? Yeah, I would love to not have to be wearing this horrible dress. Yeah, I would have to wish my hair didn't have to be like this, or I didn't have to wear this certain shawl they wanted me to wear. But it wasn't about me. It was always about just looking at them. And of course, yeah, I look back at the pictures and I think, God, that was bad. It wasn't about me. And so I never thought about it that way, where this lady, Jen, I mean, she's created this this whole business around... Being a bridesmaid, which is just, it's funny that she went from being a bridesmaid a bunch of times and seeing how the women interact, because I've seen that too, and then deciding to, kind of as a joke, but for real, selling herself out on Craigslist as a bridesmaid, which it's funny that anyone even saw that, but the fact that it went kind of viral and became a thing, it's in such demand that she has a job and this whole business wrapped around it. It's just kind of mind boggling. I was totally shocked when I heard her talking about that. Like I thought it was going to be some kind of comedy thing, Me too. you know, and, and then she started talking and I was like, wow. And you would never think like, obviously I'm a, I'm a man, so I don't know about a wedding dress having to pee, but it makes sense, <laughs> you know? And you know, I've been a best man, and I've been in a wedding where I wasn't the best man a couple times. Once when I was young, I didn't have to do nothing. But, like, the time I was best man was super easy because the guy who I was best man for, he was my best man. And both of us did not want a bachelor party. We just went out with a select group of friends. So it was easy to plan. You know, I didn't have to do any crazy bachelor. We're going to Vegas. And, you know, that's <laughs> not his style at all. So, you know, it was kind of an easy thing to do. So I never, you know, but... You know, women are way more complicated. Now, my friend was super nervous on his wedding day, like super nervous. Like he threw up two times. Oh, oh my and, gosh. And, but that's, but see, I've known him forever. You know what I mean? Like I've I known him since high school, right? And so I knew he was going to be that way. And all I had to do was like, hey, man, you're always this way. This is normal. You should be happy. You're getting it out of the way. And, you know, we're such good friends. So it was just, you know, so I figure if a, if a guy can get like that, of course women can. And why not have someone there who's just going to, you know, do all that stuff? That makes sense to me. It when really I went- does. If you're going to have a wedding planner, if you're going to hire someone for that, which I didn't do any of that. Because for me, I was the same as Allison as far as I was never dreaming of my wedding when I was a kid. There were no plans. I don't have favorite. I have a favorite flower now, but I didn't have a favorite flower. I didn't have a this or that. You can go into it thinking, I want to do everything easy. I just want whatever. But the problem is you have to make decisions. You can't just say whatever 
So you actually have to spend the energy to think about decision about things. And so it's stressful because I'm like, I really don't care. That was always my answer. Whatever's cheaper, I don't care. Whatever's cheaper. But then people are coming to you with, well, do you want this? Do you want that? And it is so freaking stressful. And then now you add, if anyone's paying for any of it, like my husband's mom and my mom, we went together to go taste cake and it was on Valentine's Day and I'm crying because they're bickering and fighting over everything. And I'm just like, I can't fucking take this anymore. And I remember complaining to my sister and she was like, oh, it must be so stressful to have people pay for things for you. I'm like, fuck off. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's the delicate equation. So I, I paid for our, our my own wedding and it wasn't a big wedding, but the, not to have to deal with that. It's probably worth it to me. Um and uh, we didn't get married in a hotel or anything like that, or reception. We got married on a hornblower yacht. I don't know if you have that in Southern California, but it's basically like a bay cruise. So we got married on the boat, and it cruised around San Francisco Bay for a couple hours, which was pretty That's cool. Good. And it that a- sounds cool, yeah. Sounds yeah, really it was cool. awesome. It was a nice day. It was. I got married in March. It was the 21st, first day of spring. So the weather was nice. What could be better than cruising around San Francisco Bay? It's a beautiful city. So I didn't have to worry about the vent or the venue or nothing. Just everything all in one. The food wasn't so great, but who cares? <laughs> See, um, that's the thing. Like, and- she was saying <laughs> that the flowers don't matter. And then this, and I totally agreed. I knew going into it, if all of these things fail, I don't care. I want the food to be good. And I just want there to be no, you know, to be no problems as far as any drama or anything. So right. we definitely had good food. The we paid a lot of not a lot of money. We paid it's a lot for flowers, and they look like complete shit. They weren't anything what I wanted, and I looked at it and I was like, whatever. I know no one's gonna remember that I had a hor the worst like look like a grocery store potted plant put it on the middle of the table. Like the girl didn't even do anything I wanted, but it was like you know what I don't give a shit. You know what happened? We did an open bar and we did run out of beer, but my uncle was like, I'm running to grab more. Whatever, like it's fine. So to have those people to kind of like take care of things, but I just let things go. I remember watching so many weddings and thinking, I want someone to make sure my veil is straight because whenever I see someone when their veil isn't straight and the picture's taken, I know that that bride is going to look at that picture for the rest of her life and be like, my veil is crooked (laughs) or it's all like wrinkled in the wrong way. So I know I was like, I just want someone to always like make sure my dress is and nobody did. And I still didn't give a shit. It was like, whatever. (laughs) I, you well, you know, that, have that, to have fun that is a good it. point, though. I think the bride does need someone to just be that person. Who, I agree, and and the fact you know, that this girl Jen, this girl, that Jen was saying that one of her first jobs was because a maid of honor was fired, which I didn't know you could fire your maid of honor because usually it's somebody that's your friend, and mine was my sister. And when we were all getting ready, the photographer said, "Oh, are you the maid of honor?" She's like, "No, I'm just the sister." So I hear that as I'm getting ready. I'm like, son of a... Yeah, you're acting yeah, like see, just a sister. That's the you reason. It, you know, it happens. And when my stepdaughter got married, her maid of honor was her good friend who happened to be the sister of her husband, which is how she met her husband, right? So obviously the maid of honor and the best man make a speech, right? <laughs> so the best man makes a speech. Well, he was my son-in-law's very good friend, and he made a speech, and yada, yada. Then the maid of honor's turn to make a speech. She ended up talking more about her brother, <laughs> which was not intentional, right? It was totally an accident. But of course, you know, I have several stepdaughters, so my other ones were like, oh, 
she didn't even say anything about Christina, right? My stepdaughter. And so uh, then later on, one of my stepdaughter, my other stepdaughter, Rebecca, and one of my wife's nieces, uh, first cousin named Kelly, they're all about the same age, decided they were going to go make a couple of speeches because no one said anything about Christina. And I think that's one of those things, though. Like, it's it's obviously a bigger deal for the, the bride than the, the groom. And so they just need someone to be there, to do whatever, you know, to... Dance with a drunk uncle or whatever. I thought <laughs> that, that was so funny. Before, but I do think I'm surprised that this has not become a thing already. Having someone to come and do all those little things that the maid of honor should do. And it's not that hard to look up and think, okay, this is what I need to be doing. I need to be, this is her day. And, but see, women are so catty and so, you know, <coughs> right. Well, you need that a it turns into person. the drama. It's like, ugh. Right, you just need a selfless person, and right. unfortunately, more more people are you know they're not, they're not. If it's not going to be, I'm sure there'll be more and more people doing it. You know. Oh yeah, um, I, I was lucky enough to have a friend that was a bridesmaid that she just jumped in and did all of the things because I think she had been a maid of honor and bridesmaid probably for life too, and she just knew, hey, I'm going to throw you a bachelorette party. Hey, I'm. She just jumped in and did things. She didn't ask me what do you need. She just knew what I needed. She should have been the maid of honor. Like, I remember afterwards, I thought, oh, yeah, you know what? She was just, my sister was just my sister. I felt like I had to ask her to be my maid of honor. But you know what? She jumped in and she was awesome. I even had another friend I asked to be, I was in her wedding. She had barely any friends and she asked me. Her and I hadn't really talked for a while. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> and then, well, I didn't say I guess. Of course I said I'd be, I'm just. In oh, your head, you thought, oh, I guess. And then when I asked her to be in mine, she never answered me. So a few months after planning the wedding, I'm like, I guess she's not going to be in my wedding. So, um, <laughs> whatever. This lady, Jen, is the the smartest girl on the planet. And then she was talking about, you know, DJs. The DJs are the divas, and ours totally was. But I loved our DJ. I pay. I mean, we pay, we are friends with them, so of course we already knew what went into hiring him. But he was the best. He wasn't going to play. I said, I want a DJ that's not going to play the chicken dance and is not going to play the Macarena because that was being played at every wedding back then. And Oh, he, yeah, they were. He played <laughs> awesome music. He has great taste in music, but he has a sign up that says, do not disturb. So he's like, I don't take requests. And I said, that's fine. Hey. So people will come up and complain about him. He's not going to take a request. He's he's rude. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. But him and I beforehand were like, I don't care. I don't want anybody to tell. I want to play my music. So, that is a diva move, though. I oh, mean, to um, have the light. And he just looked down the whole time like, I don't take requests. He was such a diva. But you know what? He played yeah. the music. So. I can see how you don't want every, uh, you know, 12-year-old kid who wants to listen to, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Swift or something. But, you know, like if the father or the bride or the, you know, the groom's mother want ask, I mean, they should be able to say, hey, I'd like this song or whatever. True. There were a few that people came to me and said, okay, I'll go talk to them about playing that song. But at least I got to know first. <laughs> no, he doesn't have that one. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> He would even be like, yeah, I wouldn't have that. I mean, he was just, he's good though. Shout out to you, Dan. I, I know he does. Jen was talking about flourishing in chaos, which I don't know if you guys saw her picture. I didn't see her picture till after I listened and I thought she would look totally different. She looks exactly like she would be in a sorority. <laughs> oh, that's right. Cause she did have that thing of, I'm not yeah. the sorority type. Yeah. Because she was talking about being, I forgot you about know, that. sort of the emo girl, the sort of outcast. And I was like, man, I was I was just like right in tune with everything she was saying. I'm like, yes, yes. I would never be in a sorority. But I could see her perspective of it. And 
I could see myself going that path if I did, if I found that 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 right group of girls. But then I see the picture, and I'm like, oh, she looks totally different. I pictured her looking like Kennedy from MTV, little brown-haired girl with glasses or something. Well, you are seeing her now, years later, so... Yeah, that's true. That's very true, but... Okay, know. okay, look, I must speak. Um, <laughs> I'll I... allow you now. <laughs> my, my Do Not Disturb sign's off. <laughs> no, I, I think she's a bright woman, and she had a great idea and ran with it, but Uh-oh. she irritated the shit out of me. <laughs> this is John Henson's episode all over again. <laughs> Damn it. And, 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 and it's more of a reflection of me or my, my past, I guess, because the, here was the thing. Before my wife and I got together, I had a string of really shitty, not even relationships, but get-togethers with, like, like four separate women. And they were all kind of homogenous and the same, and they were all like this gen. And, and the dates went a lot like what she spoke about. You know, it, it should be like, um, so I'm a nonconformist because, um, you know, I wear Converse and the other yes! girls wear cats. And I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why? What the fuck is she talking about? And, and, and she'd go on. And, and, and the other girls wear, like, these brown belts. And I wear sparkly ones. And I'm like, oh, die. Just die. Please die. Oh, my God. And... and 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 I have I'm in a sorority, but it's a really cool one. And and when we learn things like leadership skills, and I'm like, oh fuck you, die, die. I and 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 then I started a business. So I, won't be tagging her I, I in needed this. I needed my brother to to help me because I'm a poetry major. What do I know? It's like, didn't you learn leadership skills in fucking sorority? Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Ew, we tapped on the nerve with uh, Ray here. <laughs> and that's how it went with my personal kind of love life for a couple of years, dealing See, with women like this. People that, <laughs> that want to announce that they're so different, that usually I do have like a like an like a red flag comes up where I'm like are you really, or you just really want to be like everybody else, or you want everyone to think you're different than everybody else? I, you're right. The proclaiming things kind of like turn me off. I had a real rough childhood in my private school with my <laughs> supportive parents, and like shut the fuck up. I was listening to it in one and a half speed once again, and I was like, "Is this really her voice?" <laughs> so I I slowed it down. I'm like, "Oh yeah, it kind of is." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm exaggerating the accent, of course, but but that that was kind of an amalgam of the women I dealt with in my single days. It is true. It, I gotta admit, there was a time in my first couple post high school years, you try to that pretentious. I'm more thoughtful and blah 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 person. But I think that's a phase everyone goes through. I mean, almost like Daniel, we were talking about the live episode. Right. To it again, he talked about wearing the the ear around his neck. I mean, I it's kind of the same thing, <laughs> right? But yeah, I know. It's kind I of don't the same think thing, I right? Though. Look up rubber ears on Amazon because next time that's what I want. <laughs> I'm making air. We should I all just walk rubber ear rubber ears. <laughs> It's gonna be a thing. Like I said before, I'm glad that you guys are both on for this episode because live from Podfest. First of all, we were there, for starters, yeah. and then we pro- both of you probably already heard it back at least once before. No, I, I haven't. This was the first time I heard okay. it back. you know what? Me too, and 
well, I was going to, and I thought, no, I was there. I just want to savor it. I could have sworn in the very, very beginning, uh, when they first do the introduction, I hear a loud guffaw that sounds a lot like mine. In the very beginning of the episode, I'm like, please don't let that continue for the whole episode. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't. When I heard it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Was that me? I hope not. Obviously, they banked an episode because she just had the baby. So, once again, can't wait to hear all about that. We were her little mini muffins. Which is kind of cute, since she just had a little mini muffin herself. Yeah, on the intro, she, she said, I had a baby. Hi, you guys, and all that stuff. And I had it. I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, Allison sounds horrible. But I had it on half speed because I was <laughs> fucking around with it on the last one. And it was like, hey, you hey, guys. I'm drunk oh, again. No. <laughs> the BFS staff strikes again. <laughs> You know, like, doing oh, the slow-mo, I feel like we need to do slow-mo often, but I feel like if we do it every episode, people might get tired of it, but that was a lot of fun last week. Megan, shout out to you. That um, was funny. Listening to the Life from Podfest, it was so exciting to hear Greg back on, even though I know you guys are both Patreon supporters, which if you guys aren't out there, I don't know why you're not, because it's totally worth it. And Greg was just on the last bonus episode, so that was really cool to hear him on. But hearing him with the Thursday gang again and and just remembering being in that room, you know, wearing the big glasses and we were just all meeting and the whole excitement of LA Podfest, like I felt it all again just listening to it today. And just, I know, it was such you? a fun day. I know, I agree. I cannot, yeah, I, I, I hope I, she does it again next year. Right, me too. I'm, I'm fingers crossed, but it definitely it kind of brought me back there, you know. Yes. Um, like if anyone's a sports fan and like you, you're ever at like some kind of memorable sporting event, and then you see the high, you, or like years later you're watching some program and they're talking about that, and you're like, I was there, you know. That, it kind of brings <laughs> back those feelings. That was like a magic day to watch them do that show and to be there and sitting here like ten feet away. And then afterwards, the meet and greet was so cool and meeting all the other, like meeting you guys in person and some of the other people. And that was really awesome. I mean, it was, it was a great time. I mean, I'll I'll never forget that. It really was. I thought, okay, we get to go see her show live. Cool. But it was so much more than that. And now listening back, like you said, it brought me back there too. Even at the end of this episode on Thursday when she said, oh, afterwards we're going to do a meet and greet. Like you just said, I was like, oh my gosh, I got that excitement again. Like, oh, we got to go meet her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, wait, we already did. It still blows me away. Like I thought it would be like they're going to take a picture and shake everyone's hand and that's that. You know, if that, but they talked and hung out for a long time. I know we talked for hours. It was amazing. I thought it was was going to be one big table and they were all going to sit behind it. We kind of get in line and kind of just say hello and maybe sign. Exactly. I really thought it was going to be that, but they went above and beyond and it was so amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it was cool. It was the coolest. uh, You know, I purposely didn't listen back to this episode just because of my stupid skiing question. Because in my because in my mind I'm like you're being a dick right now. Why are you? As I was asking the question, I'm like, shut up, Ray. This is not a good question. Why do you? I think it was I was compelled to ask a question because there was only two, and the oh, there's got to be more. I I I must ask one. And I'm like, oh, shut up, Ray. Just shut up. And, and I'm and I'm still talking. Why am I still talking? And, oh, a follow up question. Why am I even? Why am I doing this? And <laughs> didn't listen just because of that. And then when I listen back, I guess it wasn't that bad. 
but no, that wasn't bad. But we can coin the new phrase, uh, Raymo. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember, like, for like weeks, I was thinking she's gonna ask the audience for JMOs, and I couldn't think of yes, one. And I, I was either. racking my brain. I had a couple, <laughs> and, and I, I just remember past, thinking, I ran past my husband. Eh. Like, damn it. I was trying to think of something on the on the drive there. It's like, oh, there's gonna be something and they usually just pop in my head and Me too. I, when when you're when I'm trying to think of one, it's like, No, no, that's not good. Uh, so yeah, I came up empty. Yeah. <laughs> that was my man. I'm like I mean you and Raphael both with Greg saying, "What's your last name?" He's like, "Oh, I know you guys. Both of you guys." Like, oh, <laughs> that was yeah, cool. Shit. That alone is worth. Um, I remember too when she's she's asking Raphael about his T-shirt yes, that he made, right? Awesome. And, shirt, yeah, which supposedly might go into production. She may sell those, so that would be really really cool. Oh yeah, that's nice. He did a good job. He oh, really yeah. did. Oh, oh. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw a few ducats Allison's way for that because it's not you know I I like Allison I want to support her but I don't want to wear a shirt with hearts and stuff on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not oh, manly so you enough? don't sit down while you. Eat. I, I'm I'm choosy oh, no. about my my clothing. I I, I can't help it. I, I don't even I don't even I don't even like wearing anything that advertises a brand because I feel like I should be paid for that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think. Why I really, really anything it? that has a label on it when they should be paying me to advertise right. it? Except for all, all my with... clothes are plain, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, mine too. But his shirt is awesome. I think, Damien, I don't know what if you've got Chitty Chitty Bang Bang going on over there. What's happening? Oh, are you hearing something? Actually, you know what it sounds like. It sounds like Willy Wonka's. Everlasting gobstopper machine. Oh, I was really? thinking something like you know, if you hear like like Latino music, they have that like the percussion thing, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the poker. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I can't hear it. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> don't worry, you'll hear it when you listen back. So Allison shows off her baby bump at the first, which she showed off her baby bump at the first part of the show, and then she's like, "Don't worry, it's because I, you know I need to like kind of do a re." What did she call it? A reset. Reset. She needs to do a reset, too. So people, if they're just tuning in midway, don't think she's just fat. And, of course, that kind of, like, brought a little bit of heat to her. It's like, well, what's wrong with being yeah. whatever? It's like, no, it's all her. It's not her projecting it to other people. It's what she's feeling on the inside. She still is that fat girl on the inside. Uh, yeah, and if you followed Allison for any length of time, you know that that's what she means. She's not casting dispersions on right. fat people. She's, she, it's her own inner fat person. Yeah, but I think Greg Heller had a premonition. I feel like when <laughs> you are delivering the baby, you're going to be telling people in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the doctor's going to come in to see how dilated you are, and you're going to go, just for the record, I'm pregnant. It's true. <laughs> I that was a good line. Did. I really want to know if she did or not. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm praying. I promise. Uh, I think I even had that some sort of comment. Like one of the ladies said, "Oh, you're you're back to being skinny." I'm like, "Oh, until I stand up, like I'm because I'm a deflated cow or something." And she's just like, "Like I wasn't allowed to be, you know, disparaging about myself." Like, sorry, I should have said thank you. I don't know how to say thank you to compliments. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask you since you've been through this twice it's like so after you deliver the baby you, you kind of are like a deflated balloon for a while right yeah. because you, you your and skin they, has stretched so much and now totally. it's gonna come it's back it's all like doughy and then they come in 
And they, first of all, and then they, you deliver the placenta and then they come in and they massage your uterus basically. So they're on the outside massaging it to kind of get, go back to the size that it was supposed to, you know, started. And uh-huh. so they just massage it, massage it. And then you just put a lot of cocoa butter on there and hope that shit goes back. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious to, I just can't wait to hear about every little detail. And I know she's going to share every bit of it. So I'm. Oh, yeah. Next right. week. Well, uh, you know, I was pretty stressed, actually, because my wife yes. had to be intru- induced. So, like, m- my daughter was born a day early because my wife's amniotic fluid was low. So they're like, oh, we need to induce you. So we went to the hospital at like eight o'clock in the morning or something like that. I don't remember anymore. But and so they didn't want to give her the drugs. I want to say, well, the baby's due in a day, so maybe if you walk around, it'll happen. And so we were walking around that hospital forever, looking at all the newborns and nothing, right? So then they finally gave her the drugs, and then bam, my daughter was born. It was like only a few hours. It was fat. So the fact that it took so long was really stressing me out. I was like, oh, my God. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, was... I went to that dark place. Like, okay, Allison yep. died. The baby died. Everyone's yes. dead. And, 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 and Daniel killed himself because <laughs> of this. And, and, yes. and, and we'll never hear from them again. Because that's just kind of where I, my mind goes. I didn't go that far. <laughs> that's really dark. But I didn't go that far, but I did think something's wrong with the baby. Because she's never that quiet on, quiet on Twitter. And then all of a sudden, just nothing. And I thought, okay. Like, how many times can we joke about the baby not wanting to come out on Groundhog Day? And then something really bad happened. Then I started thinking, like, I don't want to post anything else. Because then it's going to be, in retrospect, very hard to, like, see those posts. But yeah. thank God everything's good. The baby is beautiful and safe and healthy. And I can't imagine her having to leave the hospital without him. I'm so glad that didn't have to happen. So I just uh-huh. can't wait to hear every little detail. I was induced also. And I was, of course, relating the same thing where I think, okay, it took me about a little over 24 hours. Once you start going past that, I think, oh, my gosh, something's wrong. I'm so scared, you know, because like you said, Demi, and it does speed things up at a certain point where it's go time pretty quickly. So... Well, it wasn't anyway. even 24. It was like four. You know? Wow. That, so. no, that's quick. No, it took a long, long time. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom. Yeah. And I had the same thing that she was saying, the amniotic fluid. My son wasn't breathing when he first came out. So it was like this whole thing to try and get him to breathe. And it's that that whole thing of like nine months of carrying a baby. And all of a sudden you see it in front of you not breathing. It's just like, oh, my God. That's horrible. I can't even imagine. And you don't, you don't breathe and just everything is just so dramatic. You expect it to be beautiful and, and, and everything. And then all of a sudden it's just this, this horror of like, what if this is gone? Yeah. I don't know. Well, my son set the tone for, yeah, right. My son set the tone for his life as soon as he was born. Cause when he came out, the first thing he did was pee on the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm standing there. Like she literally just delivered him. And I'm standing there, right? I'm looking. I'm like so excited. And then he peed. And I was horrified, you know? And it went right on her, right? Like right on her chest. And I was like, oh, no. And I just looked at her. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, what can I say? And she's like, yeah, it happens all the time. Cool. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was the last thing I thought was going to happen. We talked about this pod fest. So I'm kind of trying to remember what we had already talked about because, you know, I think we, I don't know if we teased it or if we talked a lot about it. I, don't, I can't remember. I guess I could have done some research on it. I posted a lot about it on Facebook. Yeah, we yes. all had a big chat about it. And I think, um, you know, we talked about the pronunciations of words and 
uh, you know, the syllable thing with the clapping or the hand under chin thing, which was kind of a strange thing. And I think we talked about that. And the a-hole that calls Allison out for saying general wrong <laughs> or whatever. It's just kind of like... Cauliflower. And I cannot stand cauliflower. I cannot stand the pronunciation that way. But there's no way I would settle her hash on Twitter like, it needs to be this way. <laughs> I, this is just uh, how you some say people it. just. Characters. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. The one thing I did notice that I don't remember is, you know, when Greg's talking, they're in the JMOs and Greg kind of comes up with one on the cuff about pumping his car. Like he's going to drive 10 miles out of his way to find the one place that can pump his car <laughs> yes. without holding it. And yeah. so he makes a, a, a comment about like sticking it in and Jenna and Al are giggling. Right? Like, they're <laughs> laughing. Like, of all the people to be cracking up about, <laughs> you know, it's Jenna and Al. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going back to to your questions, uh, not yours, Ray, but Raphael, since you're not here to defend yourself, he had the question about uh, wanting to know more details about Allison's masturbation at the Salabar story, which I feel <laughs> is just more proof of... Raphael's butt love. But you know what? He's not here to defend himself. So whether you're eating groceries or eating at a salad bar, either way, you like butts, Raffy. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to the last episode, please do. And then go on the Best Friends Fancast page on Twitter, at BF Fancast, and take the poll after you listen to the show. Oh, is there a poll up? I didn't see that. Oh, oh I, yes, there's a poll. I, there's pinned, such it, a I poll. pinned that tweet. you got to go on there. You've got about one more day. It's, it's worth it. Megan, I think you might have won this one. I'm going to see him next week. He's going to uh, Texas. I'm going to be in Austin, and he's going to go out. He's got a friend in Houston, so he's going to go. Are you going to record anything with these Allison people from Texas? I'm thinking about it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people. I think it's going to be Raphael and I, and Brittany's going to go, of course. And so it'll be the three of us, and I think Jamie is, she's on Facebook. She's going to be there. Uh, I'm not sure if Emily's going to make it. And then I don't think Ashley's going to make it. So that's pretty much it. But I'm thinking we kind of need to record something at least. Just Yeah, at least a 10-minute thing or to say, yeah, sure, check in. I think we kind of have to. Exactly, exactly. And next week, uh, Jason Dix and his wife, Amanda Dix, are going to run the show next week. So they they get to talk about next Thursday show, which I'm super, I'm sure we're all jealous about. You know, a part of me was like, oh, we get to talk about the episode. Yeah. And then you when then I saw this the, would be the day, you know, we get right. And then about, I saw, yeah, I saw the rebroadcast. I was a little, I don't, I don't want to make anyone. I, I, if you know, Allison gets back to her, I don't want her to feel bad. I understand, but oh, party yeah. was like, oh. Of course, we were all a little <laughs> disappointed. There's no way she didn't know that, but there's no way I would think she's going to be up to it. I mean, if she's not up to it, that's fine. I'll take whatever she yeah. gives us. Right? No, it's totally understandable. Believe me. It's, oh it's, yeah. Um, uh, and, and I'm sure. Uh, Jason will do a fine job. My oh, brother yeah. from another mother. <laughs> so true. Love you, Jason. Um, and Amanda. I was especially thinking, too, because I was on the one where she announced it. I was like, oh, both ends. That's right. Both ends. <laughs> and you're on, too, for a quick minute, right, Ray? I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's right. <laughs> Allison read from her diary from 1991. Allison got to read from her diary. And Greg try to turn some of it into surfer talk which is priceless you know oh, i just loved that i just love I, it was nice to hear this episode at least the banked episode was greg was part of it at least there you know it just kind of felt like home okay good yeah yeah, yeah. Back. 
And knowing yeah. that we were in that room with them as they recorded, it kind of felt like, it just felt special. So she picked the perfect episode to air. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Raphael would have rather had the bumper shoot one that, that he keeps hounding her about. I know. <laughs> we'll hear that someday, I'm sure. This was a this was a great episode, and like we said, brought back a lot of fun memories of last September. We got to talk. I got to talk to Jenna and Al for an extended time, and that was really fun. Yes, and I'm glad I did because they left kind of early compared to the rest of them. They did. I got lucky and got to talk to them also, and I feel like I monopolized Colonel Jeff's time. But I, a lot of the time, I just was standing there as he was talking to everyone else. I'm like, "You're cool." <laughs> He is cool. <laughs> Jeff is cool. I talked to him for a long time. Um, the cool thing, too, is when I talked to Jenna and Al, I was talking to Jenna, and then Al came up, and then she sort of introduced me, and he was like, Demian, my man! You know, because I tweet them a lot. And I was like, oh, I'm going to feel good. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so, then we yeah, they were all cool. to go to Sir and then get drunk. <laughs> and then... When we came back to watch My Favorite Murder, and there's Colonel Jeff sitting there, and the way he recapped it was, oh, they were tired of me being there already. I'm like, no, I just knew I was too drunk to talk to anybody that I thought was, like, cool at that moment. You know, I was all up in my head until I started drinking. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I should have started drinking when I got there. (laughs) I'd have been more chill. (laughs) I know. I just think... I should have maybe had something that wasn't just straight whiskey. Oh, damn. Yeah. So that, that was my, but I think it was cause I was trying to find alcohol as soon as I got there. Cause I'm like, I'm so nervous. I'm going to pee and poop and barf all at once. Like I just need something. And then it was like, okay, my husband just kept bringing me Jameson's and I wasn't thinking. I'm like, cool. I'm just going to keep drinking. And I, yeah, I, I re- I'm pretty sure I called some, some of the guys at, at dinner pussies for uh, <laughs> steak. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the golden moments of Lisa Lowry. Um, oh. Yeah, but I had a cool conversation with Mike. Even that's right. You guys were sitting there, and he's like, "Yeah, oh yeah." He was like, "Oh yeah, Ray's so cool." Yeah, so was Mike, man. He, I, I enjoyed that conversation. I was like, "Ah, glad to meet you, man." Yeah, he, <laughs> we talked about your still. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, it's like yeah, cook some up for me, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, you should taste this rum we made. Woof. It's pretty good. It needs to sit for a while still. This is Hey, I, I I just work down the street. I can stop by and pick some up. You no know, problem. you really should. That would be really cool. I'm just on the other side of Catella. Uh west or east? I'm east. I'm east okay. Catella. East I'm all, Catella. I'm almost Long Beach, basically. Oh wow. Okay. Los, Los, you know Los Alamitos where the horse yeah. track is? Yeah. yeah, right I'm right next to there. Okay. So you're like a million miles from me. I'm <laughs> just kidding. For me, yeah, I'm like much. nine miles. It's like, oh yeah, that's gonna take twenty minutes. Hey, hey I'm still, good. still Orange County, still okay. Orange County. I know that's what's so funny when people say, "Oh, you're from Orange County." I'm like, I don't consider that, but sure, if that makes it feel easier for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even harder when I say I'm from Orange because people say, "Oh, Orange County." I said, "No, the city of Orange." <laughs> oh, yeah, they it, don't know it, what it's got its own means. town. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's wonderful. It was nice to hear it again. Brought the memories back like we talked about, and it was it was great. And I really love the reminder of the rubber ear necklace because yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of insight into Daniel. And I kind of forget that a lot of people haven't heard this yet. I take it for granted because I was there, so I'm like, oh, we can, you know, we've all heard this before. Because, but this rubber ear thing, I feel like that's kind of like 
floating to the top of all of the, the, the topics <laughs> besides I heart men or whatever she said. I want to hear some right. more of Ali Michelle's journal, though. I, I know do, she's too. Got more. Yeah, she's got to bring that back, yeah. Yeah, she needs to bring that back. I think that was a great, uh, great segment. And, by the way, Ray, I'm still waiting to hear some of your diary entries. Uh, when I find a good one. Okay. <laughs> They're all kind of <laughs> rambling. I mean, the thing about uh, Allison and Jenna, they can all write. I, I wrote like shit when I was 17. I was like, God, complete the thought, Ray. You know, um, the ones where I'm older around 18 or 19 are a little more coherent, but I haven't read that journal yet. If I come up with something, I will read it. Greg's were all poetic. Jenna's were, they were, they were, they were the one. <laughs> yeah. And then Allison's, it's like, she had so many details and remembered so many things and wrote every little thing. And I thought, man, she's, that is a true writer when you're kind of doing all the points of views and the feeling. It's like, she might've just, well, just said the temperature in the room and how she's, you know, everything was just. The scene was set when she's reading her diary. So, yeah, mine would just be like, yeah, this dude's cool. <laughs> and that's about it. Although I'd I just think I that... heart men also, or he's so rad. I would have said that. Me too, bods. I heart men. No. His rad bod. I would never have said bod, ever. I remember guys saying that. I was like, I would love a guy to say that about me, but I'm grossed out by that word big time. <laughs> that half word. Bod? Bod. Hot uh, bod, uh, gross. So if you were some guy and you were, so no, let's just say here's young pre-married Lisa with some guy and you uh, stripped down to your uh, <laughs> birthday suit and he goes, "Hey, hot bod, you wouldn't appreciate that." Oh, I totally would. I would be like, I can't believe how gross he just said that, but I, my my outer and inner fact would be like, oh, I'm "I'll so take lucky. it." grossed out by that. I'm like, yes. And Larry would be like, gross. Let's talk about our favorite JMOs this week. Uh, Raymo, what do you think? Uh, Nick Heidenreich says regarding placenta talk. So on the, the show we were talking about people who um, encapsulate their placenta. Yes, that's a trend. Yes. Yeah. Um, I find it strange that placenta is the only medical waste you're allowed to keep, not even wisdom teeth. Yeah, apparently if you want to keep your placenta because you're going to encapsulate it or make it a smoothie or plant it and grow a tree, what have you. You just tell them ahead of time. Bring up a- Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh um, my god. Okay, this is the this is the weird thing about me. I still have all my daughter's baby teeth. I yeah, I have a whole drawer full of baby teeth. Well, when when the when the tooth fairy was in effect, I I I just I didn't want to throw them away because they were hers, and I just like kind of threw them in a shot glass. Now I've got like a you know about eight or nine of these baby rotten baby teeth in a shot glass. Like just little, like Allison with her dog. Yes, teeth. I have like a little, my sock drawer, my underwear drawer. It's got all these little like floating baby teeth in there. And then the kids started putting them in baggies. So now I have little baggies with teeth 
in my closet hidden and different things. And I think, what am I supposed to do with these things? Like, I feel like I need to keep them. I don't know whose is whose anymore. And right, I had a bunch of my daughters and sons, and then I just gave them all to my daughter and said, hey, these are all yours. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I still have one of my very first tooth that I lost because I lost it in kindergarten. And they taped it to like a heart-shaped little piece of paper. So I still think I have that. Oh, really? But all these other teeth, I think it's super creepy to have a drawer full of teeth, but or a shot glass full of teeth. That might be even worse. I don't know what you you're know, supposed I, to do with I, them. I had, I don't know, but I, I had a mole removed from my back, and I oh, asked God. them oh, if God. I could like keep it, and they're like, "What? No, you can't keep this. This is medical <laughs> waste." But but he had, but he had it in a little jar floating in some fluid, and it looked like a. Like a hydra, oh. it had like tentacles and shit. Oh my and I'm like, gosh. oh, that's gnarly. I want it. Well, no, <laughs> I don't know no, if you the bar for burp. It. But if, it's but this mine. Is true. You know? This is true. I mean, how many other things can you take away? You can't. You don't take things. Maybe sometimes people will take their kidney stones. Sometimes people have those kind of things. But oh but yeah, it's true. You don't stones, really yeah. take things home from the doctor or the hospital you usually just leave it all there so to be able to take your placenta not really a jmo but it's definitely a, a ponderance for sure that i never thought of oh god it may oh, be the only thing you could bring home but it's sure disgusting did you guys leave it at the hospital the placenta we did uh, it, the yeah. blood bank thing yeah so it's in the, oh you did yeah Otherwise, okay. it would have just been trash, or if somebody needed it for something, I don't know, you can take it, whatever. I don't want to take it. I'm not going to grill it up and have a placenta party. I'm fine. I am well, kind of... Well, a- I, I, well, why would you do that? Is it supposed to be know. good for you? The encapsulating, they say, if you t- eat, you know take the pills, it's supposed to be good for, I don't know if it's milk production, or if it's good for hormones, or something. It's supposed to be good for something. I don't know if they've actually... If it's actually true, or if it's just and then the ceremonial thing is just having everybody eat it like we're sharing in this baby but i'm sure no guys yeah, were that's... there to share in the making of it so i don't know what they're talking about but i hope not no but keeping it in the blood bank i think it's good for the stem cells and stuff like that so that's why we right yeah that's, that. that's the most sensible one is that I can't remember everything I used to know about this but i know that if the baby had some kind of health issues that it was yes. great to have that Exactly. So I figured it can't hurt, so why not? I'm worried about Colonel Jeff saving his wisdom teeth and the fact that it's lost somewhere in his house. And I think that that's like a ticking time bomb for a girl to come over and be like, what's this? (laughs) What's this in your couch? Hey, they have to accept Jeff for who he is. (laughs) Teeth and all. Yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I also love this. Man, I... The corkage fee on the placenta, that was like the funniest thing that Allison said about the whole placenta. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, if I kept that playing alone. that, they would have gotten to that. I just love drunken Allison, though. Yes. <laughs> I know. Now I feel like we've had a beer with her, like 10. <laughs> uh, yeah. A demo. I'll call you demo. <laughs> Uh, you call it Demi. That's what my grandmother calls Demi. I think um, she was calling you a Demi. Yeah, the only one I really liked was I brought it up already. Was the 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 gu- driving out of the your way for the gas? There's definitely. I mean, I, I liked it because it made Jenna and I laugh. But also, that's something I would totally do. Is just go out of my way to something that's way more convenient. 
you know, to. I, I, it's <laughs> irritating when they have that 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 relief if you you start pumping and it like clicks and you just have to keep clicking and clicking and clicking and getting a little bit of gas each time. I I, I have that with my car right now. The seal isn't right or something. Oh. I need yeah. a new gas cap or something. I don't know. Probably your engine light will probably come on. Oh, it does. It does. It's then you need a new gas cap. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. Sucks. <laughs> well, I'll put that on the list of things I'll get to one day. I was thinking uh, about that today. I'm like, everything is in the one day pile. And I'm like, when is it going to be today? Oh, guess what I did today? Um, I took my cat to the vet because he was limping. And he had like this huge abscess from either a spider bite or a cat fight or something. So now my little kitty cat has a cast on for seven days. Like, when did this happen? but yeah i'm like oh so this is what happens instead of you know all the things i want to be doing with my life but poor little casper he's recuperating at least tell him stop getting in a fight (laughs) i know i think he's just the friendliest he really is the friendliest cat ever he befriends the dogs in the neighborhood and all the cats and just he's just really friendly and i think there's some there's some ruffians out there they're taking advantage of his niceness yeah my fat lazy bitch cat never leaves the house (laughs) Ours just lives at everybody's house. Like, people will send me pictures of of my cat in their house. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? He just makes himself at home. <laughs> oh, uh, my cat's a big jerk. He doesn't like anybody, but he does go out, and he's pretty old, so he hasn't been in a fight in a while, but I've seen him terrorize other cats. But he's a jerk. He does yeah. not like people at all. He likes me. He likes my son. He likes my wife, which is inexplicable because she doesn't like animals. <laughs> that's it that's it that's where we're gonna end yep. the show that's it no, i'm just kidding oh actually we are um i think that's a good place to, to stop on animal mm-hmm. hate um i'm actually flipping my dog off right now no i'm just kidding actually i was but that was just for the show only for the show i wouldn't do that in my real life um this was super fun i'm glad that you guys were on with me so that we could chit chat about la Podfest and reminisce it was super fun i hope that we get to do it this year thanks everyone for listening to the show it's been so much fun on the best friends fan cast facebook page to i kind of forget about twitter sometimes instead of just you know we don't really chit chat very much it's all on the facebook page which is nice because you're not restricted so if anybody wants to be a part of that look for it and ask to be a member because it's really fun to chit chat with other like-minded fun people that want to talk about allison and if you want to be a part of this show email bffancast at gmail.com follow do it Yes, you have to follow the show on Twitter. I, at I encourage Fancast. everyone to do it. If you're if you're nervous, don't be. Everyone needs to be on here. Don't be nervous. Nobody listens, right, Ray? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the way I approach it. Yes. I do. T- uh, if you listen to last episode, then you think I feel the same way. Obviously, follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. Uh, Ray, where can we find you? I am uh, Ray Morgan III on Twitter, and um, let's see, I'm just Ray Morgan on the Facebook, but um, hit me up. And Demian, where can we find you? If you want to look for me on Twitter, it's at SuperDemC. I think that's also my ID for Snapchat and Instagram, which I don't do a lot of those. And then Facebook, it's Demian Cordova. And so, uh, hey... I love to talk about anything and anyone with anyone, as long as you're civil. I like that. No bad apples. Welcome to the world, Elliot Oliver Quantz. We can't wait to get to know you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Brittany, I love you. I get to see you in a few days. Thank you. Have fun in Texas. Oh, thank you. I hope I come back alive.
<laughs> Have a good time. Bye. Bye. Más grande el amor